Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawker, and Big Swing. Oh yeah, it's Monday again, and that means you are back live with the number one radio show in Australia, according to Icon anyway. At least that was a fact he told me last week, uh, that we're, we're pretty big uh, in the land down under down there right now. Um, no Australian guests this week, though, I don't believe, do we? No, we do not. No, uh, okay. Not at the present. We had, we had a stretch there where we had a, we had a couple, so that was always fun. Um, so I, we did have somebody on with us right away. Uh, it was a four one two number. Was that was that our first guest? Yes, it is. And uh, okay, ready, they they, they popped off. No, them. they're off now. They're popping back on here in a minute. Um, but the, they they were on like as the intro was playing. So, um. I'm sure they'll call back here in one second. But uh, anyways, guys, yeah, a couple of interesting developments have happened um, in wrestling overall. And a couple of interesting developments with our show, a couple of new things, new features being added, um, new, you know, YouTube, a lot of stuff coming down the road, big news coming down the road that can't quite get into yet, but Big things are coming. Um, we do have the first guest on with us, Icon. We're going to go to them. Um, but first, go ahead and let us know a little bit about who it is we're going to be hearing from today, and then we'll, uh, we'll have you introduce them. Well, uh, our, well, we have, we have a plethora of, of guests, uh, just like we always do. Uh, our first guest I'll introduce in a second. Uh, and then uh, our second guest will be Sebastian Kane who provides our new uh, theme music. And we're going to have the legend, Daniel Pewter. He's going to tell us all about uh, beating Kurt Angle on SmackDown when he was with Tough Enough. So it's going to be a good show tonight, folks. And uh, nothing is going to stop this show because that's just the way it is. And speaking of Kurt Angle, first guest has a Pittsburgh area code 412. 
So I can go ahead and uh, lay it down. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She is only known by one name alone, and she's going to bring more money tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Danny Moe. What's up, guys? This is Danny Moe, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. What's up, guys? Hi, Danny. How are you? We have uh, Danny Mo here. Uh, I know that uh, you're pressed for time because you do got to get up early in the morning. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll have we'll have you on for about thirty minutes here, uh, give or take, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have some fun with you. Uh, what Perfect. we'll do here, real quick though, is uh, have you give us a little background about yourself. Then I'll ask you some questions, and we'll do a round robin. Then we'll come back to me and ask you some tough questions. Oh, gosh. Okay. So I'm Danny Moe. Most of you might know me as Facade's manager, or together we are the Neon Blondes. Um, I just recently started having my own matches in October. Then COVID hit, so uh, that kind of got halted a little bit, unfortunately. Um, But hopefully you'll get to see me and uh, Facade, both as tag team and individual wrestlers, in the near future. So with that being said, you guys, uh, you guys are going to be a force to reckon with in the in the wrestling business. And speaking of being a force, uh, do you? I'll ask this question right away because we kind of touched on it. But uh, if uh, let's say the AEW or WWE comes calling, they're like at a show and one of the officials see you and they they offer you a big time deal. One, is that something you would take? Is that something that you're trying to do now? Uh, something you'd want to do? And what would you, uh, how would you reply to that? Uh, hell yes, I would take that offer. Um, I don't really have a preference. I, I would go to her. Um, I think I would do really well in AEW, both Facade and I, as well as NXT. I think I could crush it on both sides. So uh, whoever wants to hire me, follow me up. <laughs> and uh, what is your current uh, your your, your current uh, company that you're with right now? Uh, with multiple ones, uh, still on the independent scene. Work for uh, Rogue Women's Wrestling. That's under Atomic, uh, Kate Hammer. Um, I've managed Facade under Remix. Uh, I'm training down at IWC as well as with Facade. Um, just multiple different companies. I haven't really had too many matches yet. I also had a match at Big Time Wrestling. Uh, that was up in, I believe it was Massachusetts was that match. Um, and then I have some bookings coming up. One is down in Virginia. One is in South Carolina, West Virginia. So we got hopefully a lot of stuff coming up as long as everything stays running and COVID doesn't shut them down. Uh, Danny Moe is our guest here. we got about uh, 28 minutes here with Danny. Uh, now, with your wrestling style, are you more of a uh, high flyer like a Rey Mysterio? Are you a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart? Or are you more of a uh, just a knockout, dragout, kick-ass wrestler like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? I would say a more high flyer, based that I was trained mainly by Facade and uh, 
fucking wild. So I would say I'm more high flyer, lucha y. But I'm working on other skills so that I'm not just one facet. I can do all of them. Well, you know, and I'm not just saying it because you're on the show with us right now, but uh, I, I've seen some of uh, I've seen some of your matches in action, and uh, I don't think there's anything more beautiful than seeing you fly off the top rope than uh, <laughs> the way you did. I don't think I've ever seen anything. Uh, I've I've never seen anything more impressive than uh, uh, than say like a Randy Savage when he would do the flying elbow off the top rope or CM Punk for that matter. Uh, I mean, there's just there's just there's just some art to the way that you do it. Now, speaking of art, now, when you wrestle, are you considered a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or are you more of a, what the crowd decides you're going to be? I would say super baby face. <laughs> well, you know, with that being said, I mean, I know you said you're a baby face, and uh, Granny just likes the heels, but uh, I think you'll get along with her anyway because you're a baby face. So, Granny, what do you got for our guest, Danny Moe? We got 25 minutes. Go ahead. Well, hello, Danny. I'm glad to hear that you're a baby face because Icon's right. I do not like the heels, and I could talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. I need to get you to Arkansas. When we start our shows back up, I need to get you to Arkansas and come wrestle in Arkansas where I live. So I will have to work on that. I didn't even know Arkansas had any shows. (laughs) Well, we've got a couple companies um, down in Harrison and then one locally where I live at. But due to the COVID, we've not been able to have any shows since March, you know. So we're yeah. keeping everybody safe, you know, and everything. But um, so I guess one of my questions, I know you said you haven't had very many matches yet. Um, what would be your dream match? If you, had, if you had a chance to do a dream match, what would it be and who would it be against? Honestly, so the top, being on two, the top two women I would like to actually wrestle right now, um, one is AEW, would be Penelope, and then another in NXT would be Candice. So just because, one, I met them, like, years ago, so, like, I've known them for a very long time. Not too, too personal, but, like, on the independent scene. So I would love to have a match with them because whenever I was at shows with them, I was just managing, and I never got to wrestle with them because they both got signed by the time I started wrestling. I would love to have a singles match with each of them, and I don't know if it would ever happen, uh, letting AEW versus NXT, that would be a fun three-way. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, Danny Moe is our guest here. We got uh, 24 minutes here with Danny. Uh, Danny, what else you got? Anything else? Uh, that's pretty much it. I'm just enjoying listening to her, to her, you know, share her insight about what she does. So, well, Danny, the the good news is we're gonna uh, bring on uh, Big Swing here. We're gonna have him ask you a few, few questions. We got 24 minutes. The good <laughs> news is there'll be uh, more time for me to ask you some of the hard hitting questions. Go Ooh, ahead, okay. Big Swing. What do you got? Yeah, like like uh can I have your number? That that's what he's that's what he's waiting for. Um no, so <laughs> I already have but, uh yeah, he actually has we it. actually already have it though. Cause, cause she called in, so I mean we already have it in some capacity. But no, um so tell us uh, a little bit more about um how you got involved in the business. Cause this is uh 
this is not really a business that a lot of people get into. It's a very, very limited number and more, more females now than usual, but, um, but not uh, still, it's a male dominated business. Uh, how is this something that you uh, decided that you wanted to do? Was there any inspirations, anyone you looked up to growing up or any particular reason you, you got involved? So honestly, I was never into wrestling ever. And then, um, so years ago, I stalked facade at the gym <laughs> uh-huh. in, a, in, a, in a nice way, not a, not a creepy way. And I ended up, it took like six months to a year to actually speak to him. And once I finally talked to him, he invited me to a show down in Marietta, Ohio at Remix Pro. And so I was like, okay, sure, I'll come. Except it was three and a half hours away to go see a guy yeah. I barely even knew anything about. So I dragged my little cousin with me. And uh, it was the coolest thing ever. We made this little friend out in the stands. Uh, Facade was tagging with Hurricane Shane Helms. And that was the first match I had ever seen. I might have, like, had it wrestling on on the side, but I've never, like, sat and, like, actually watched it until that moment. And I guess the rest of history from there. So you know, you know some involved. history that was made. You're, 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 I'm assuming from the Pittsburgh area. Correct. Yes. You know some, um, some history that was made in Pittsburgh. Was, uh, was, was mankind Mick Foley when he was tossed off the hell in the cell in 1998. Oh yeah. Um, and he almost, almost died. That was in the ig, uh, the igloo in Pittsburgh, which I don't think it's called the igloo anymore. They call it something else. But, um, but yeah. That's yep, not that happened. There anymore. It was it blew up. It got blown oh, up. Oh, they blew it up. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe they just they just changed the name, but okay. But yeah, I remember being a ten year old kid watching that and crying because I thought mankind was dead. And, and yeah, that happened in oh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I feel like I didn't even realize it was there, but that's even cooler. <laughs> and Kurt Angle is from Pittsburgh, so yes, yes, and he's he is. an Olymp- Olympic hero as well. So. Yeah, yeah fun he's times. actually married. He's actually married to a girl that went to my high school. She was in my sister's grade. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Small world. <laughs> yeah, yes, very much so. Uh, Danny Moe's our guest here. We have, um, well, we have about uh, twenty-one minutes here with Danny, and uh, now we'll, uh, I'll, I'll get you some. I'll get some hard-hitting questions here for you. Now, you know, I, I already kind of alluded to about, uh, you know, going to, um, you know, if you were able to make it to NXT or WWE. But, you know, one question that I always ask uh, everybody that I ask that question to is, uh, let's say you do get that big contract. Now, uh, are you going to be one of those that will still be our friend and still talk to us and not big time us? And, uh, like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name, or you still uh, – you still be uh, be with us and hang with us every once in a while. Hell yeah, I'd still talk to you. How would I be anywhere without any fans and anybody that met along the way? You guys helped me no matter what facet, especially you guys getting me on the podcast. Like you guys right now are currently helping me. So yes, I would still talk to you guys. And there is there is good news. Danny Moser, I guess we got twenty minutes. Uh, we have uh, we had a guest on with us. Uh, I don't know, maybe a year, year and a half ago, maybe now. And uh, when uh, she just made her debut in uh, AEW, and uh, Big Swing, yeah, Big Swing called me, and she's like, he's like, 
oh my god, remember her? It's like, of course. And you know, we I were her first. Her we were her uh, first ever interview. She was like, she had to get like parental permission to be on here because she was like seventeen or something. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were her first ever interview. And you know, I kind of asked her the same question. And you know, he asked that to everybody, and most of the time they're just like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I'd be friends with you, whatever, you know. But then she like, she was like, oh yeah, of course. And then she actually did debut and get into AEW and has, you know, cited us as being um, one of the things that got her some exposure uh, within those, those different leagues anyway. So yeah, she was, she was very, um, very grateful for it. So it could happen to anybody, could happen to anybody. And and there's, there's a lot of people who do, you know, listen to this show. I mean, we're six years in the running now, so we're doing something right. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, it's it's good stuff. So yeah, always always keep your head up there. And uh, if you need a safe word, just just let us know because you know the hard hitting questions are coming next. And after I'll do my she, best. Uh, you know, and after she did uh, debut, I called her the next day, and uh, she um, uh, she did talk to me. And uh, you know, I asked her. I said, uh, you know, can you uh, can you be on? She said, well, no, I can't really, but because you know she was busy training and everything, and she had to do her filming schedule. But she said, well, plus the contract. Yeah, she said, why, why don't I have you talk to my fiancé instead? So we had him on last week. Hmm, oh, nice. He's her fiancé. What's his name? Um, I can't you know, come on. You don't remember? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I'm just going to wait. Uh, I'm going to wait and see if, he, okay. see if he can pull it up here. No, no, I, I know. Well, I know well, who it is. I'm just waiting to see if he can pull it up here. Who is it? When, when I get put on the spot, I, I blank out, so you're going to have to help me. <laughs> Oh, uh, you're you're the one who booked these these guys. Yeah, I know. Uh, go I'm ahead. I'm starting the questions. <laughs> Wait, you what? Oh yeah, I know. I said I'm, yeah, I'm the one throwing the hard hitting questions. Yeah, I got. Well, she, she's just, throwing out the hard hitters. Yeah, it, it slips my mind. I I have uh, uh, whenever I get put on the spot, I have a mental block. But uh, uh just give me a second. I'll, I'll think about it. Manny, and, do you uh, remember? Uh, I've had a lot going on the last week, so my mind is like <laughs> running a million miles. I'm getting I'm getting ready for a convention next week in Little Rock, Arkansas, for our uh, Moose Lodge convention. So I and I'm have a title of Deputy Grand Regent. So I've been getting a lot of things ready for the convention. So I've been really swamped the past few weeks. So my mind is a million other places right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's no, okay. Good, right? that's, no, that's okay. <laughs> Was it Lawrence Spirell icon? Correct. Exactly. Does, does that sound familiar? It. I was just waiting for somebody to say it. It was at the tip of my tongue the whole time, but I'm like, come on, one, somebody's going to know it. So, yes, Lawrence Spirell. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'll uh, come up. Uh, well, you know, Danny Moe's our guest here. we got 16 minutes here with Danny. So, now... With, uh, you know, your time in the business uh, to this point, uh, you know, you've uh, you've uh, dealt with a lot of things and you've seen a lot of things. And, you know, you, you mentioned that you weren't a wrestling fan until, you know, you went to the show. Was it at that point when you're like, geez, I can do this or I really want to do this? Or did you have to go to a couple more shows before you really, like, got the, got the fever? 
honestly, for the longest time, I was just the girlfriend at the merch table, and I was so happy with doing that. Like, that was awesome to me. <laughs> and then um, a promoter, Bill, uh, from VOW out in the uh, Pittsburgh area, he was like, you should manage him. You should manage him. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not, no, I don't like to be in the spotlight. That's not me. Like, no, thank you. And then I caved, and I started managing, and then I, it's been about six years, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to wrestle now. So, cause but I why, so Danny, why Danny Moe? Is that like a play off your name, or? Yes, uh, that is just my name shortened. Because okay. whenever I started managing, they're like, all right, you can pick a name. I was like, well, what if I continue this? And I don't like the name I picked. I don't want to be. I don't want to be stuck with it. Uh, mm. So I just went with my name. It was. It's the easiest, and I can change it to whatever I would like to. Oh, nice. And okay. Big, yeah. Simple enough. Know, and big thing, if you don't know, Danny is short for Danielle. If you didn't know that. Well, no, I knew that. I was wondering. I was wondering what the Mo was short for. But I, I'm not gonna have her say her last name on the air. But yes, yeah, so it's part of the name. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So. So now, you know, with your managing style, you know, I mean, there's there's different types of managers. There's there's a manager. You know, you mentioned you're a baby face, so it, it probably doesn't apply. But there's uh, some managers out there that like to interject themselves in the match and help their uh, managee. Uh, is that you, or are you just more like a, uh, you know, the eye candy that brings the guy down to the ring? I'm a little bit of both. So if I have to step in, it's due to cheating and, um, like, using their manager to cheat or if they're just cheating and being, like, gross the whole match, then I'll step in. Or if they try to use, um, like, an accessory, like a chair or his spray paint, if, like, they're cheating to, like, get over on him, then sometimes I just have to step on and take on over. <laughs> so so with, with that... That would kind of give you like the uh, kind of like the sunny manager style in a way, wouldn't it? The what kind? Uh, would you say you're? Well, let, I'll I'll come back to that. Uh, as a manager, yeah. who would you compare yourself to in your managerial style? Uh, so I'm a mix between Miss Elizabeth and Lita. If you push them together and then hmm. you got a little a facade in there, that's me. That's interesting. Because both of them now, were, now I love that both of them when they were heels were, ma- were both of them when they were managed were heels. So that's interesting. Hmm. It's like a good. Well, version. Elizabeth actually, Elizabeth was a combination, but Lita, when she managed my favorite of all time, the Raider R Superstar Edge, uh, was was kind of a heel. So that, that's interesting how she can mix the face and still have that kind of style. Got to step uh, it up to the for those of you who have not uh, who have not seen, uh, you know what uh, Danny Moe looks like, and I I, I I do got to admit, Danny, that uh, that uh, collector's card I made for you, it was I, I love making that for you. But for those of you who haven't seen what uh, Danny looks like, uh, she's got she's got I mean she's got a million dollar smile and a body <laughs> literally in this literally she's got. <laughs> and. Uh, there, there's there's the one picture where she kind of looks like Charlotte Flair to compare. 
and I hope you don't mind that comparison, but in a way you kind of do. The picture where you got your glasses kind of down a little bit, mm-hmm. you kind of look just like Charlotte Flair. Anybody ever tell you that? No, but I could totally see it. I could see that. Well, I'll tell you what. If no one says that you look like Charlotte Flair, I'd get better <laughs> friends. <laughs> I'll still start looking now. <laughs> Well, you already you already have me, so you're already hooked. So there you go. Uh, Danny Mozart guest here. Uh, Danny Mozart guest here. We got about 11 minutes here with Danny. So now let's uh, let's uh, circle back a little bit about uh, you know we have this pandemic going on. You know we have this this COVID thing going on. Now, uh, how has COVID affected what you're doing? Have you had uh, have you missed many dates? Uh, has your calendar been blocked out to a certain point, uh, or will your dates be rescheduled? What is what is it done with uh, what you're doing? So it's very sad. Like I was supposed to have a match down in Virginia with Next Gen, uh, they're based out of Tennessee, against Sue Young on the beach. I was so excited oh, wow. for it. But that got canceled. That was like one of the first ones that got canceled. Then I had, Michael and I had a show in South Carolina that was rescheduled. It was supposed to be in September, but that got canceled again. So everything just keeps getting pushed back. Some stuff set for next year that was going to be in Harrisburg. Um, everything's just been pushed. We have so many bookings for um, Mania Week. That was going to be fun. We were going to have a tag match against um, Ellie and LeBlanco. Like, that was going to be an awesome match. But hopefully somebody else will book that before we get a chance to get back down there to that. Um, But, yeah, a lot of things got pushed back. And so far, not too much has been rescheduled yet. So, now, if our fans wanted to – and we we still have nine minutes with you. Don't go away yet. We still got nine minutes with you. I'm – uh, you know, like I say, I know you got to, I know you got to get up early, and I do appreciate uh, you still being able to be on with us. But uh, so we can, so we can get this in. If our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing, like I have, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe. What do you got? So my main source is Instagram. You can find me at Z E B R A A A P, and as well as. Uh, Twitter, it's my same handle. On Facebook, I'm Danny Mo, or the fan page is Danny Mo Dash Zebrap. Um, and a backstory on Zebrap, it's I used to teach at a kid's summer camp, and I had to teach the spy camp part of it, and that was part <coughs> of my code name. I mixed zebra and the brop from dirt biking, so it got zebrap, <laughs> which is where that name came from. So, so, so you could be the next Jamie Bond then. Oh yeah. Well, so, you know what? I'll tell you what. That, even so that was interesting, yet. Icon. You know, uh, you, you know what happened. Um, I, and I'm assuming this is you. And correct me if I'm wrong. If this isn't you, but based on the research that I, I've been doing a little bit here, um, you were uh, you were proposed to in the ring, correct? I was what? Wait, was that you with Legacy Wrestling? Oh yes, Facade Fake proposed to me. Yes, yes. Um, the Hollywood's finest. Yes, yes. So then I, I left him and I went with Eddie for. I was with him for about six months. I went out to Cali with him hmm. and everything. Nice. And then the good news is, uh, we have Danny Moser. I guess we got seven minutes. The good news is, I'm next. Fine. If 
it doesn't work out with uh, who she's Oh, are you? So there you go. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll, I'll just Danny doesn't, Danny doesn't got, know it yet. The competition. Uh, Danny just doesn't know it yet. Uh, anyway, so we got Danny Mo. We got seven minutes here with Danny. Uh, now, uh, the next question is uh, the uh, the cool individual that you manage. Uh, what would we have to do to have him be on our show as a guest? Um, you can ask me, and I can actually have him say hello if you would like right now. Hmm. Oh, so is he there right now? Yeah, I can have him say hello. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? Uh, our next guest is scheduled till 945. Uh, can we, uh, you know, we, we love you, Danny, but can we uh, uh, talk to him up until our next guest? Um, you know, I know this is your time, but would we be able to do that? What do you say? Sure. Hey, how are you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass over the mic. All right. He's on, guys. Here's Facade. <laughs> the Neon Ninja. All right. So. So, so the Neon Ninja has been tagged in. How are you, sir? Good to have you. Good day, sir. So here's here's what I'm going to have Danny do. I'm going to have her send me uh, on on Messenger real quick here. Then we'll uh, take you up to the top of the uh, till our next guest. Uh, I'm going to have her send me two pictures of you, and I'm going to make a collector's card for you too as, for being on the show. Sick. Awesome. Awesome. So mm-hmm. now tell us. Uh, you're a wrestling star. Are you uh, are you uh, the high flyer, uh, like the Ray Mysterio? Are you a technical like Bret Hart? Are you the ass kicker like Stone Cold Steve Austin? Very much a a high flyer, but I can do a little bit of everything. A little bit of crazy wrestling. Uh, you know, grew up watching ECW, so it's a little bit um, you know, a little bit more uh crazy stuff back then. So that, but. I, a little bit of a uh, uh, ninja. Now, uh, here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let uh, I'm going to let uh, Granny and uh, Big Swing ask you a question. Uh, we'll come back to me. We have uh, uh, we have 15 minutes with you, so go ahead. What do you guys got? Go ahead. Granny go ahead, first. Big Swing. No, well, I was going to let Big Swing go first. So. Oh well. Uh, all right. I had to put the mic back on here. Um, Basad, what's, uh, what kind of got you into the wrestling business? What, uh, did you have anybody you looked up to as a kid looking up, you know, were you a wrestling fan growing up or something you always wanted to do or sort of take us through a little bit of your, your history and your background? Yeah. Um, growing up, I, um, I watched wrestling with my dad a lot and, um, that's kind of what got me into wrestling. Um, and my dad passed away whenever I was a, a kid. So I kind of watched wrestling, you know, as, uh, it's just something that stuck with me. And then from there, as I grew a little older and transitioned into like my teenage years, that was more along the attitude era where, uh, you know, living in Pittsburgh, we were able to go see ECW events live. And so uh, it kind of shaped a little bit of our impression of wrestling, but also that whole time period of uh, all the wild and crazy wrestling that had gone on, you know? So you remember the King of the Ring, uh, 1998 in Pittsburgh in the igloo. Oh yeah, the big, the big oh, yeah. jump. That that was that was the hometown. That kind of uh, I don't want to say put Pittsburgh on the map, but I mean everybody remembers. Wow, that happened in Pittsburgh. Like that was one of those things where it was just like, holy crap, you know, watching as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Hell in the Cell, and then another mm-hmm. 
The first one that really stuck in my mind there was the SummerSlam with Diesel and Mabel as the main event, but also Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon in that second ladder match. That was a pretty cool one too to see as a uh, kid. See, I was a little I was a little young for that one. I don't quite remember watching that one, but but uh, Icon I'm sure remembers it. He's like a the dictionary when it comes to wrestling or an encyclopedia rather. So yeah, yeah. Well, and then it had well, yeah. loaded there too. Yeah. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those uh, it's one of those matches I'll, I'll never forget. Now, um, uh, Danny is uh, sending me she sent me one picture. I'll have her send me another so I can make a cool collector's card. Now, I'll tell you what, guys. This guy now, I I hope you don't mind the comparison, but this guy is chiseled. His body is chiseled <laughs> to the bone. Okay, <laughs> I would I would I would say he's a cross between Dolph Ziggler and Just Incredible. He is. I mean, this guy just looks hmm. awesome. It, you guys, Icon, uh, you, you, you're you sounding kind of jealous right now. Are you jealous? <laughs> yes, I am, actually. Okay. He, he's got the body. He's got the body, and he's got the babe. I, I got I got the babe. I don't have the body. Hmm. Well, we knew that. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, if she sends me another picture, I'll, like I said, I'll make a collector's card for you, and I'll send it to her, and then she can send it to you. And then the other thing I was going to ask Danny, uh, and uh, I know she's listening, I'll ask you the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were to send you an autograph, you, uh, uh, an address, you think maybe you guys can send us a few autographs so we can uh, have our big giveaway show in December? Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, no I, I know, I know our listeners will be that. So let me ask you this: uh, with your with your chiseled, awesome body, and like I said, I'm not saying that just because you're on, but uh, what is your workout regimen like, man? You got to tell us. Um, How many well, raw it's... eggs do you drink in the in in, in the <laughs> morning, man? Um, myself and Danny both we we um, we eat a lot of eggs. That's for sure. But um, we also take our uh, our training very seriously too because. You know, um, especially even more so with this quarantine time, you know, there's not too much that you can do outside of, you know, train from within and train your body to make sure you look. Do you guys uh, do more, uh, more the weight and training or, or more more conditioning? I mean, what do you what do you find yourself doing in the gym more often? Weights or kind of core conditioning workouts? Um, both. Uh, so it's, it's, it's finding that happy balance. Okay. Nice. So, you know, you know, the, the other cool thing, uh, uh, about, you know, your wrestling style, you're obviously a baby face and, uh, cause you know, Daniel, so I guess you would be as well. It just wouldn't make sense to have a, a heel and a baby face together. That just wouldn't make sense. Uh, unless you listen to this show all the time. Uh, but anyway, uh, so now when you, uh, when you're, when you're wrestling and, uh, you know, you, uh, you're doing your, uh, your finisher, tell us what is your finisher called, what's involved, and then, uh, we'll see if one of us is volunteer to take it. You, I volunteer you. Uh, there's, there's, just depending on the situation, uh, there's a tap out or a knockout, really. <laughs> it's a, a submission finish. Um, it's a little hard to describe, but um, it's a, an inverted full Nelson uh, while you're sitting on the ground and I'm bridging over you. That's called the dreadlock. 
But the other one, the more common one that uh, a lot of people see, uh, I walk the top rope like a um, – well, I can't say like the Undertaker because I don't, I don't use anybody's assistance. I walk the top rope, and then I will jump across the ring into a coast-to-coast. So uh, I call it the Neon Terminator. And Dan used to do the Van Terminator. This is like uh, walking from almost corner to corner all the way across the ring ropes and springboarding into a drop kick into their face. So is it one of those things that uh, when you've been hooked, you've been hooked. Am I, am I right? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a one and done kind of thing. There's been a few people that have the body type that are just completely – I don't know, bendable that have been able to slide out, but you know, it, it takes a certain uh, certain uh, lean individual to be able to make that kind of uh, trickery happen. You know, if you guys I'm remember the um, the uh, cattle mutilation that uh, Daniel Bryan used to do, it's uh, yeah. it's, a, it's pretty much it's pretty much that he does the face down version, which I will sometimes do. But imagine if it was the same thing, but the person is uh, sitting down with their legs apart, and then I'm bridging over into the center. Wow, yeah. That's crazy. So, I, I can uh, picture basically, when, basically, when you put them in that, they... Uh, no, not, not... No, it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, <very> difficult. <laughs> Even Danny can attest. She's had me... Uh, she asked me to put her in it just to see if she can get out and... She's like, there, there, there. You can't really breathe. You'll pass out. You can't really breathe. My shoulder kind of forces your, your uh, chin to your chest, and it's not very comfortable for either of us, really. <laughs> but it just helps that I'm so, super flexible. So I guess my next question is, uh, where does uh, where does the cool name uh, come from? Because if you're, you know, if you're in like Canada, they would say your name is the Neon Ninja Facade. Uh, uh, how did you, where did you, how did you, where, where did your name come from? Oh, it's, that has very much happened on numerous occasions. Fakade, Fakade, Fakade in Japan, Fasado in Japan, and, oh, man, all over. But um, the name Fasad, you know, um, many times it's used to describe a, a persona or a character or something like that, you know. But in the same, uh, at the same time, it's also a facade of a wall or, you know, uh, the, the front of a structure, you know, in with my character, the, the Neon Ninja, I am both, uh, you know, a character, like a video game character come to life, but also spray painting and doing the graffiti on the facades of the wall. So it's a little bit of a double double meaning there. That That is awesome. And, and like I say, I just love that. And I, I can't wait to see this uh uh, card uh, uh, I'm putting together for you. Uh, get I uh, um, I haven't had any complaints yet. Well, I've had one complaint, but we we hung up on it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> and uh, once again, if you can let me know what uh, uh, when your when your next match is, uh, the name of the company when when your next match is, uh, who it's against, and uh, how uh, uh, how badly are you going to beat this guy? Well, uh, it's definitely a test. It, um, I, you know, hate to over, sound overly confident, but um, it's going to be myself, Eli Everfly, Everfly <laughs> of Los Angeles, 
and Alex Zane, who's been uh, making quite a name for himself recently too, um, at Violence and Suffering over in New Jersey, uh, newer company to the to the scene, but pretty big deal over in the uh, on the East Coast, and um, especially uh, three high flyers like us. A lot of people have been asking to have a match or to see a match with myself and Alex Zane, and I've only had a little bit of experience wrestling Eli Everfly. But um, when I did, we, we did some crazy stuff. So us three together is really going to be kind of a, a fireworks for, for everyone at home. I think we're going to do – I think it's an internet pay-per-view okay. on there because it's an outdoor show like many of them are right now due to everything. So, you know, these outdoor shows, they're just a hell of a lot more fun, I think. And uh, what is the company? Violence and Suffering, VXS. So uh, we have we have the uh, uh, here with us. Uh, we have about uh, three minutes left here, uh, and I'll ask you the same thing. If our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch. What do you got? Yep, we got all those good things. You can find uh, myself uh, at the number one. Facade, F-A-C-A-D-E, or Facade, for you to remember. Uh, the number one Facade, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, everything. You'll find uh, find it on there. We have uh, Pro Wrestling Tees and a Big Cartel. We're kind of merging the Big Cartel with the website right now. The website is onefacade.com. You can find customized merch like shorts and face masks, bandanas. Um, I do custom graffiti artworks too on canvas and other things so you can check those out on the website too and then on our youtube you can see like uh fun youtube stuff like unboxing and you know vlogs as well as the interviews promos and matches that we've uh come across that we feel everyone would like to enjoy uh, we got about uh, we got about uh, two minutes here left. I'm gonna do something that we never done before. I'm gonna send a card to you, right? I'm gonna send a card to her right now. I'm gonna have her hold it up, and I'm gonna get your on-air reaction. We've never Uh-oh, done this before. Yes. Okay. So, so we're gonna see what this is like. Okay, ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> no, that's cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I look a lot better than I used to look like. <laughs> now, now, I'll tell you what, awesome. now you're, free, you're free to use that. You're free to use that in any capacity, uh, just as long as you give me, uh, just as long as anybody says who made it, you can say, oh, yeah, I got this egotistical buddy out in Fargo, uh, North Dakota, that made that. All right. I want to come to Fargo. You know, it's I, need to get him to, I need to, to get him to Arkansas, too, for wrestling shows. Listen, well, I'll tell you what, what we'll do is, uh, what, yeah, what I'll do, uh, Granny, is uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you her information, her messenger, then uh, you could uh, send them the information and see what you can get hooked up. Well, like I said, I don't know when we're going to be starting our shows back up again, unfortunately, but uh, definitely we will work on that. There's a organization called Arkansas Championship Wrestling, and they made me president of their fan club before they ever did their very first show, because that's how big of a fan I am in wrestling. That's awesome. Yeah, that's killer. Well, I think as we do 
appreciate you taking it to my show, and uh, we'll definitely love to have you guys on again. Especially uh, go to AEW. Uh, we want you to keep us posted on what you guys are doing. Uh, and uh, when Big Swing sees you on AEW, he's going to call me, and I'm going to call you because I have both your phone numbers. Uh, so don't change it in the meantime. We appreciate you guys taking time on your schedule, and thank you very much for being on. Okay. Hey, I have one more thing to say. It's something really cool I totally just forgot about. Uh, okay. We sure. just got our – we have our variant face masks. Um, they're reversible, and they're customized art on it. Uh, you can go to luchawear.art. And you can order your Lucha own facade or Danny Moe. Yeah, luchawear.art. Danny Moe and facade face mask. Definitely check it out. Cool. <laughs> awesome, guys. Thank you guys for having us. Thanks for being right, on. You're awesome. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Danny Mo and facade, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen. Love those. That was awesome. Uh, what a great, what a great tag team they are. Can't, can't wait to have them on again. All right, so big swing. Our next guest should be calling in soon. We do have the two three six on. Yes. All right. Well, I'll, if you want to put them on, I'll introduce them. Then we'll go to them. Yep, you got it. They're on. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He's playing every single guitar string as he steps through the rope. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the greatest musician in the world today. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Sebastian Kane. Hey, everybody. You're rocking with Attitude Era Live. And this is your rebellious soul of rock and roll, Sebastian Kane. And we got the Granny Hulkster, the icon, and the big swing interviewing me right now, I guess. So uh, let's get to it. <laughs> hey, Sebastian, <laughs> how you guys how doing? Are you? Uh, how are you? Here's what we're going to do real quick. Uh, here's what we're going to yeah. do. I'm going to ask, uh, and then we'll go. We'll do a little roundtable. But first, uh, I want you to give us a little background about yourself. Then we'll uh, ask you some questions. Then we'll get the good stuff. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, uh, God, you got me talking about myself. I'm terrible at this. I'm joking. I'm really good at it. Um, <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I was I was in character there. Uh, yes, I like I was born down in New Orleans. Um, so. I'm actually an American, if you think about it, but I've lived in Canada my whole life. Uh, just started doing music. By the time I was five, I already knew I wanted to be a rock star, thanks to Motley Crue. Um, and from there, I just sort of, you know, sort of fluctuated into this uh, rock star persona over the years. Um, was playing in band in school. I was doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, and... I was always a big wrestling fan, um, and that was always sort of my my go-to whenever whenever I wouldn't be doing my music. I would be doing like watching the wrestling on TV, and you know, back in the days of the Attitude Era with uh, The Rock and Stone Cold, and that that to me was the best era by far, for for in my view. But yeah, like I don't know, there's not much not much else to know about me other than. I love to rock, and 
I love to watch wrestling, really. Sebastian <laughs> uh, so, so Kane is our guest. So, uh, with uh, with your with the name Kane, did you get that from the wrestler Kane, or is that your uh, real last name? <laughs> Um, no, no, I, I, I uh, didn't get it from the wrestler. It isn't my real last name, though. Uh, it was actually a stage name that I came up with for my, uh, for you know, my rock star persona that I wanted to have. I always wanted to change my name because um, you know it's uh, always good to have sort of a stage name. I find in this game when you're a little outspoken like I am. Uh, <laughs> so I, yes, I found it actually. Uh, there was a friend of mine. She was catfishing people online but as a joke more or less for herself and i was in the background one day and the, her brother this catfish brother was named sebastian kane tomlins and um so i had to be him and then i was like wait a second sebastian kane Tom- sebastian kane that's it that's my name now and ever since then i've gone i back. love that so. uh <laughs> the rock star sebastian kane is our guest now uh Real quick here, I'm going to ask you another question, and we'll kind of go around the room. Uh, I, I know that Big Swing, you know, he's a he's a mobile DJ himself, and uh, uh, maybe uh, that that signal that you, that single that you're going to send me, uh, you know, which one it is? Wink, wink. Uh, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get Big Swing to uh, turn uh, New York onto your sound, which we're going to do. As a matter of fact. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Sebastian here uh, is the composer of our new theme song that we started to use, and we love it, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you very we're, much. We're, we're, yeah, and we're going to be uh, your name is going to be now heard on this podcast, this radio show, live every week from now until uh, you tell us to stop. Until uh, you tell us that. Uh, <laughs> I need to give you the money for the rights to the song, which we'll talk about later, or uh, until you make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then uh, the icon becomes your manager and makes you millions and millions of dollars. So, so how much did Icon well, have to beg you to make our new song? Um, like a lot. He was like on his um. knees. Uh, I, I could feel how, that he was on his knees through his Facebook messages, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. He, 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 yeah, he seems uh, pretty adamant on it. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, sa- yeah, I'd be sacrificed uh, to make that happen, yeah. you know? Sort of like a lamb sacrifice. He was begging exactly. and pleading. Yeah, I sure was. <laughs> uh, and uh, when you... Uh, uh, when we were doing that video chat, when you lit that fire in the back, I literally pissed my pants. I, 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 I'm not ashamed to admit that I, that literally happened. Uh, so uh, we're going to come back to me in a second. But, uh, uh, Granny, uh, we have uh, Sebastian Kane as our guest. We're here. We have 25 minutes. Uh, if you have a question, go ahead. If not, we'll have the mobile DJ. Well, um, I, 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 I love the new theme song and, you know, and – it sounds like he's an awesome musician. I mean, I really can't think of a really good question to ask. So being the big swing is the radio personality more than I am. I'm going to pass and let him ask the questions. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So big swing. What do you got for our guest? Uh, the Kane man himself, the rock star, Sebastian Kane. We have 24 minutes. Go ahead. Well, how long have you, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I may have missed it. If, if you already covered it, I do apologize. But how long have you been making music for now? 
Uh, I started writing my own music by the time I was like 17, 18. I'm 34 now. Uh, It's obviously evolved a lot since then. Back then, I didn't really know how to play my instruments so well yet or anything like that. So, I mean, it was all like in drop D, if anyone doesn't know what that is. It's a really basic form to make it easier for a songwriter to write a song on a guitar. Uh, And so I uh, sort of, you know, evolved into someone who actually knows how to write songs now a lot better than I did back then. But so, I mean, I've been writing for a long time, but nothing's really gotten out there yet because I just didn't feel that uh, any of it was quite good enough in my standards of if I was to hear it on the radio, I would be like, oh, that's a really good song or uh, let's change the channel. Right. Like, so, I mean, I'm really hard on myself a lot of the time uh, with writing because I'm trying to bring rock and roll back to the forefront um, with all these bands that are actually doing that right now. And it's great to see. Yeah. yeah, Who who, who were some of your favorite bands uh, growing up that were some of your inspirations to get into the music? Uh, Definitely along the grunge lines for the most part for my uh, music that I write. I was always like a big crew fan, but I've never really um, been able to write that way. It didn't work for my voice per se all those years growing up because I used stuff like Eddie Vedder or Alice in Chains or like it was all like very grungy because I grew up in the 90s, right? So <laughs> that's how that usually works. Um, nice, and, nice. Yeah, yeah. And now, but in the last few years, I obviously started getting a little bit more heavier with a lot of my music. Um, I started to learn how to use a growl in one of my older bands that was called Sexecutioner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's got kids listening, they should probably not have them listening. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, so we had that one uh, going. And then I started to use a growl and doing all that kind of stuff. So, I mean... That all sort of was along the lines of like Lamb of God more that I was into at that point. Um, there was a while there in my wrestling games, I had uh, one of Lamb of God's songs for my entrance music and everything like that. So, and then there was Black Label Society came in. Once once I found Zach Wild, I never looked back. I'll tell you that much. That man is a genius. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, and so, I mean, but for the most part, it would have been around the lines of, like, Alice in Chains or or uh, that Seattle grunts in Soundgarden. Um, you never got into uh, any singing, though, huh? Only, only playing the guitar? Uh, no, no, I, I, I'm... Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely a singer <laughs> over anything else. Oh. I actually did just send you guys uh, the track that I literally just put the bass into. Um, as oh, I get um, minutes to do it, and uh, oh. I send you the track so you guys can actually hear it, um, or maybe everybody on the uh, that's listening in can also hear it, or whatever. Has, has. Uh, yeah, right, I, I, you gotta get that over to me because I'm assuming he sent it to you. Yeah, he did uh, because he knows that I I, I can protect it. Uh, you would have. Uh, you would have uh, probably started playing it without proper introduction, so I didn't want to have that happen. Uh-huh. So uh, I, I wanted to make sure. Uh, and uh, for those uh, that uh, don't know, 
the uh, name of our theme song, uh, the name of the song is actually called Iconitude is what it's called. Mm. By the way, he dropped off. Uh, I don't know if he lost service perception or what happened, but he, uh, Mr. Kane, got uh, got cut off. Uh, yeah, he says he's going to call back. Uh, hey, you guys, okay. isn't he an interesting interview, though? Tell me, don't you, are, are you guys digging this stuff? I mean, is this awesome? Oh, or yeah. Fun? For sure. I mean, you know, and then he is going to send me his new signal, sing, single. Would you be willing to play that when you're doing mobile DJ stuff? Yeah, that's fine. All right. I can, I can, I can blend it right. into some stuff, yeah. Yeah, he said he's going to be calling back. Uh I, I was thinking, I was just hoping he didn't call back when I told him what the name of the song, the theme song was going to be called. <laughs> so he said he was well, going to call back. I, he's not on yet. Okay. I'm sure he will be here in a minute, but he's not yet. So, oh, there he is. Actually, no. That looks like it's our third guest, 778, unless that's him using a different number. Um... Well, no. Um, let's see. Uh, no, it's him. It's him because our next, our other guest is calling from four oh four oh eight. So okay, so maybe he's uh, <laughs> use a, a different yeah. number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. Okay. Uh, apparently, right. I don't have long distance. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, there, there's. Uh, don't worry. There, we're used to having people drop off and stuff uh, <laughs> during the show. We're used to that because uh, the, the crap service I used to have. Uh, so yeah, so we're kind of used to that. Oh yeah. Uh, so so anyway, I was just telling them what the what the name of uh, our theme song is that you made. It's called Iconitude. Is what the name of the song is. It's called which one? Uh, Iconitude. Yes. Yeah. Iconitude. Okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Once I figured, uh, I would like to buy the rest of that. So if I sell you everything I own, if I sell everything I own, I could probably buy you lunch. But anyway, <laughs> uh, sweet, I'm in. <laughs> but uh, we'll 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 work out the details later. But uh, you know, uh, you know that we'll use the song uh, the right way, and we'll we'll make sure that you get plenty of kudos uh, because that's what we like to do on the show. And awesome. uh, the other thing that we're going to ask. Uh, because uh, we have Sebastian Kane here with us. We have about 17 minutes. Uh, if I were to send you an address, you think maybe you might be willing to send us a few autographs too? Of course, yeah, yeah. I just read that on the uh, thing there, and um, of course I can do that. Uh, yeah, if you give wow. me the address, I mean, I'll have them to you. I'll FedEx them so they can maybe show All up right. in, you know, a month and a half down the road because, you know, this whole COVID thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, this whole COVID thing, it really does suck. But anyway, it is, it, it of, does uh, have COVID, to. I, yeah, speaking of COVID, you know, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, have you had to uh, postpone any of your gigs because of COVID? Is your life calendar yeah. blank to a certain point, or are you getting back in the groove at this point? Uh, yeah, no, I had two gigs that were actually supposed to happen on March 27th and April 4th, and we shut down the weekend, or like right before – that weekend uh it was like right around march 24th or something like that i think that it was that we uh that everything got shut down so 
both those shows got uh, canceled. Well, not canceled, but delayed. Um, and uh, I don't have them back up yet uh, because, well, now I had some issues uh, with band members, so I had to switch them around and da 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 and all this. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, everything just, like, everyone got really weird when this uh, sort of started up, right? But, um, and it's understandable because no one had uh, seen anything like this before in their lives, so I can understand that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so I had to go and get some new members, and now we're actually even more sort of revamped, and it's going to be a way better show when we get back up. Uh, I have been doing live streams. Or was it mostly Canada? Uh, oh, uh, no, we don't have anything set up in the States yet. I do want to do that. I actually am planning on moving to L.A. Um, okay. And since I am an American from birth, I can do that pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot easier for me, and it makes it easier for all the other guys that will be in the band. Mm-hmm. So as far as now, I can clarify told. real quick, is he in the part of Canada that you actually do like? Because, you know, Icon has his reservations about Canada. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't like Winnipeg. Oh, that's okay. No one does. Not even people from Winnipeg like Winnipeg. Uh, see, there you oh, go. There I'm we go. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, and uh, actually, my bass player is from Winnipeg. This, but, oh, you really? Uh, don't, don't, hang <laughs> kind of funny. don't hang up on me when I, I say this. Uh, I I kind of don't like the football team from where you're from either. <laughs> I don't like any football team from Canada, really. To be honest, I'm a I'm a you guys might not like me for this one, but I'm a Patriots fan. But I was a Patriots fan before Brady. All right, I kind of want to hang up on him. No, 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 no. I won't hold that against him. I'm a Chiefs fan. <laughs> okay, well, you no, see, no. What, what you, you're is... the next Patriots right there, so. <laughs> well, no, uh, well, no I, I, you, you're missing my point. You said you were born in New Orleans. I don't like the team from there. Oh, the Saints. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I'm not a big fan. Or he doesn't like yeah, Drew yeah. Brees for whatever the hell reason, but. Well, Drew Brees, uh, you know what? I got respect for the guy. I'll give him that. He's one of the best of all time. He's got, like, records. Uh, the reason, so, the reason I mean, why I don't he must like be good. Brees, the reason why I don't like Drew Brees is from 2009, the championship game uh, against yep. the Vikings when they cheated. Yep. How did they cheat? So, that's why I don't. That's why you're I don't a Vikings like, fan uh, then, aren't you? He is, yes, uh, disgustingly. That yes. would be why. So we have we have Vikings, we have Chiefs, uh, and then um, now here's the weird thing. Here's the really weird thing. Uh, I live in New York, born and raised in New York. Lived in New Hampshire for a couple of years, but but you know, live in New York. All my friends, as long as it's my not the Giants, circle are, are, are Giants and no, all, well, all my friends in my inner circle are Giants. I got one or two, one or two Jets here and there, uh, but we don't count them. Yeah. Um, but, no. but, but but my team, my team. <laughs> However, you did one hell of a job, and only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! <laughs> so yeah, that's so, fair. As, that's fair. As you can see, yeah, Sebastian, America's as team. You can see, so. Yeah, well, they Sebastian, are. As you can see, Sebastian, as you can see, he cheers yeah. for teams that have a quarterbacks that are big pusses. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes, Whoa. I will not say that Tom Brady is not that. <laughs> what, 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 what was the guy's name? Tony Homo? No. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Who the hell cares? 
we we gotta get back to this. We we gotta get back to this. We got some educators, I guess. We got twelve minutes this is time. Now, uh, you know, uh, during the show, uh, when you're on stage, you know, they always uh, talk about uh, their band members. Maybe you can uh, give us a, a shout-out to uh, who's in your band, the names, and what they play. All right. Well, uh, okay, obviously, first off, I'm going to go for the guy that's from Winnipeg. Um, yeah, I know. He hates it, too. It's all right. Uh, but, yeah, he his name is Devin Manson, and he plays the bass. And he's sort of like the guy that sort of the other, uh, like he sort of helps me with the whole keeping the band together thing. Um, right now, uh, our drummer is on hiatus, but we've got this new guy that we're bringing. There's a couple new guys that we have as options, uh, and they're studio guys, so they're, they it will work out just fine. Take them about a week to learn it, and then we've got Christ uh on on uh the lead guitar and then i'm playing did, rhythm did but i also do a bit of lead yeah he goes by christ and i go by lucifer it's actually kind of funny uh, <laughs> well i'll tell you what uh we we, we can definitely tell there's going to be some sacrifices tonight i have a feeling oh so, yes <laughs> always the sacrifices so, uh, well, you know, since, since we are since we are being heard in New York, we are on radio right now. I can't do any jokes uh, referred to as name because we might get uh, crucified. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to go into that. But uh, well, let me ask you this: what 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 instrument do you play? Uh, I know you I know you play guitar, obviously. Yeah. But uh, tell us about uh, <clears throat> tell us about your guitar and how expensive it is, and uh, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm a Jackson guy. Uh, Jacksons are the guitars that I, you know, have fallen in love with. I remember the first one I picked up would have been a Jackson Flying V Randy Rhodes 82. It's that cream colored one. That was like a $3,000 guitar. Unfortunately, that got a little, uh, a little smashed up um, during our band's house parties that we would throw and let people into our jam room. Uh, for anybody out there that's hearing that, don't do that. It's, it's, it's never a good idea. Keep it locked and give someone the key that is not wasted. Uh, <laughs> and So did someone do a Garth Brooks to your car then, your guitar then? Uh, no, it was more like they just people stepping on on it, I guess. All right. I, it was all cracked up and, and it just stopped like, and I like, I ended up having to just sort of let it go. It was a very hard time for me. I might've cried a little. I, I didn't, I don't cry. I'm a man. Um, <laughs> and then now, but now I've got a new Jackson and it was a, it was just like a little che- cheaper one from uh, the long and McQuaid. I don't know if you guys have those down there, but that's our uh, bigger chain for music stores up here between mm-hmm. that and Tom Lee music. Uh, and, and it's beautiful. Uh, and it plays really well. And I just ordered another Jackson, um, one of the JS Slinky series, I guess, uh, off of Amazon. So we'll see what condition it's in by the time it gets here. Uh, I'll just show you what I know uh, about guitars, because, I, I mean, the only one, if you asked me to name a guitar, I'd say Fender. But that's just because, yeah. huh. you know, they're the most popular. But <laughs> we, that's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's funny because we have a uh, thing where where we, our uh, bass player, he's really into Fenders, and me and the other mm-hmm. guitarist, uh, we always say Fender sucks. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're they're good guitars. They're durable and everything like that. Mm. Um, but you yeah, for I me, know. Jacksons okay. are just yeah, yeah. Okay. Jacksons they well, just play know, easier yeah. for me. Well, you know, Big Swing kind of stole my thunder because I actually have a Fender Stratocaster guitar. The reason why I oh. own the Fenders and the reason why I own this one. That I didn't because, know, actually. Uh, I really didn't know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because my, uh, because my, uh, my musical hero, besides you, uh, played it. Uh, and my musical hero, of course, is Buddy Holly. And, uh, oh, there you the go. That's that, a good one. Uh, yeah, he's the one that brought Fenders to uh, what they are, you know, and... Uh, uh, of course, you know, the other big brand down here is Gibson uh, or Gibson West Paul, whatever you want to say. I mean, if you ever watch Pawn Stars, you know, you see how, how expensive Gibsons are. But uh, I myself, I, I'm proud of my friend, the Stratocaster. It's actually, uh, it's actually baby blue in the colors. So, uh, oh, that's cool, like, yeah. It's almost kind of like, it's almost kind of like that, it's almost like that 50s blue from the uh, 50s uh, Chevy, you know, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, enough, enough about me. Uh, so now, if our <laughs> fans wanted to, uh, if our fans want to check you out, we got Sebastian Kane here. We got about seven minutes here. If our fans wanted to check you out, you got a Facebook, you got Instagram, you got YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a uh, got it all. You got to go for me. What do you got? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we've actually got um, our website that I just brought up. Um, I sort of did it myself off of Wix dot com. Uh, but it's uh, actually just the name of the band, which is www.canesrebellion.com. And um, I'm sure if the the spelling you guys can find, or uh, yeah, like the spelling for it is K-A-Y-N-E. Like, so it's, don't forget the Y or else you won't go to the page. But <laughs> And then uh, we're on Facebook and we do have two different Instagram accounts right now. And, um, and I have obviously my personal page on Facebook, which uh, I do, I can bring people onto there as well, um, which is just under my name, Sebastian Kane. So yeah. And, and there's music going all throughout all of that. I also have a promotions page because I'm also a promoter up here in Victoria and my promotion company is Kane's promotions. And uh, that's uh, you can find that on Facebook as well. Now, and for you were a, um, a you, oh, sorry, I got a Yes, K A Y N E. Yes, K A Y N E. Yes, not the cane in 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 WWE that you guys know of. Not that cane. Um, no, speaking of no. that though, were you a wrestling fan growing up? I very much was, yeah, yeah, and I was okay, big into the attitude WCW era. WCW so. or WWF? Uh, WCW, WWF, and ECW. Everything. Okay, you watched uh, both. Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah. I, I was big into it. I even watched that roller derby that would go on before ECW. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> did you? Uh, and, uh, did you? Did you have a favorite by any chance? Yeah, The Rock was always my favorite growing up, nice. and he still is. He's just such a like a great person overall um obviously chris jericho was a big one for me because yeah, to mm. me he's the greatest uh heel of all time um mm. uh-huh. yeah and he, he he always plays like the perfect heel and now he's doing that and, over in AEW. Oh, yeah, exactly and, right and like, so it, it would make sense fozzy yeah oh i love them yeah wow. yeah and uh for yeah. those of you who don't know for those of you who don't know 
because uh, Sebastian was big in the Attitude Era, uh, he was a big wrestling fan. His dream was always to compose a wrestling theme song, and we made that dream come true for him. Yeah, this well, is a true thing. I yeah. even told Icon. I even told Icon what I what I I liked uh, a lot about it was uh, it does sound like something like you know how. A lot of wrestlers have songs with lyrics and things, but you know how like Chris Benoit just had the guitar riff, um, or yeah. you know uh, Hogan had one for a while. The NWO was mostly just a guitar riff with somebody saying "NWO" yeah. over the top. It was you know so this kind of sounds like it would be uh, an entrance walkout music for a wrestler of that time period. So that that's one of the reasons I took to it as well. Exactly. I was like, oh, wow, that sounds like something that's what I was. Me. That's what I wanted to do is sort of make it more like it would have been in attitude era where there's still a couple of guys that have those, like those kind of songs coming out now. Mm. Uh, but you know, it's not, it's not as much as it, as it used to be back then, but mm-hmm. find uh yeah. There, and that's, that's why I wanted to do it like that. So, I mean, it took me maybe about a couple of days to sort of come up with the, the riff and everything nice. and then just sort of worked it from there. And in my humble opinion, the top three guitar theme songs are ours, uh, the the Iconitude song. That's that's number one. Bret Hart, yeah, his theme song is number two, and number three would have to be the Ultimate Warrior. Okay, all right. Well, uh-huh. I like it, but I I obviously have Shawn Michaels. You know, well, Shawn yeah, Michaels. We have, was, we the thing about Shawn Michaels is he made his own. Shawn Michaels made exactly. like that's yeah. him singing. So that's, yep. that's what's cool but, about uh, it. But uh, yep. remember, Queen Sherry sang it first. We got about uh, two minutes here with Sebastian Kane. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Sebastian, you are awesome. And uh, we would well, love to have you. you on. We will have you on again, uh, definitely, when you start going out on tour. Uh, yeah, that would be to, great. We uh, have you on uh, every, uh, every other, you know, every couple months to let us know where you're touring. And uh, if uh, you're close to any one of us, uh, you know, if you right, ever well, consider giving backstage yeah. passes or tickets or something, we'd... Uh, uh, maybe maybe some tickets. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. But, uh, yeah, of course, uh, like, I'll get you guys backstage for sure. I mean, can you imagine the icon being backstage? I mean, it would be a hell of a party. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't I can, even I can know imagine me, yeah. uh, them heightening security as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You, you are awesome. Uh, we love you, and we are going to be talking about you a lot on this show because you made our new song. We appreciate awesome. everything you do, and we'll have you back on again. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. Rock on. Sebastian Kane, ladies and gentlemen, the guitar thresher himself, Sebastian Kane. Anyway. Yeah, who also, then again, made our theme song, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, I mean, we still love our other theme song. We'll use that at the end. I mean, we we still love uh, love Colin, but, uh, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, you have to... You know, you have to do something different. So, uh, you know, gotta do what uh, you gotta do. Yeah. So, well, live doing, from man, the San Jose metro area right now, we have the 408 number calling in, and we do have guest number three. It's been boom, boom, boom here tonight. Uh, if there was any gap in between, I was gonna talk about Ric Flair at 71 years old getting kicked in the head by Randy Orton, but we can always. Uh, push that off to another time or have it be on Facebook. Like that. I am going to put the third guest through, and you can go ahead and introduce them. 
Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is the man amongst all men. He is the reason why Topanov became what it was for the WWE. The man who told Kurt Angle, I'm going to put your ass out. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the legend. He is Daniel Pewter. What's happening, guys? How are you, Dad? Good to have you. Thanks for joining us. Heck yeah. Thanks for having me on tonight. Appreciate it. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, Dan, uh, we got uh, we, we have you on. We got about 40 minutes here with you. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we're going to go around the room, and uh, we'll do it um, uh, we'll do it uh, roundtable style. But if you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, then we'll, uh, we'll fill in the gaps with uh, all the good questions that we're going to ask you. <laughs> well, uh, since WWE, uh, I went back to fighting, retired, undefeated, then uh, started a nonprofit, started some schools, um, and uh, it's just been a blessing to impact lives, you know, to be able to use, use uh, what I did in sports, entertainment, and, uh, you know, within uh, pro wrestling to be able to add value to people's lives around the world. And uh, amazing. It's, it's awesome. I'm based and, in South Florida now and uh, love South Florida. And for those so. And for our listeners out there, uh, Dan was uh, uh, 8-0, two knockouts, three, three submissions, three by decisions, and one, uh, his ninth opponent just said, oh, wait, I got to go up against Dan Tudor. I'm staying in the locker room. So that's why the ninth one didn't happen. Am I right, Dan? You know, uh, it was actually a couple of them didn't happen because they didn't want to get punched in the face and kicked in the head. So, you know, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll... – We'll never know what would have happened, but I would have won pretty quick. <laughs> uh, the legend Dan Peters, our guest here. So, uh, uh, Dan, I'm kind of curious. Uh, I'm, I'm going to save some of the, the hard-hitting questions for the end, but uh, uh, one thing we'll do here, I'm going to uh, I I'm going to let uh, my co-host ask you a few questions, and I'm going to uh, uh, hammer down a couple. Uh, uh, points after they uh, ask their question. So uh, we'll bring Granny on. Uh, Granny, what do you have for our guest, Daniel Pewter? We have 38 minutes. Go ahead. Well, what was it like to be on Tough Enough, to be a part of that? Because, I mean, I remember watching Tough Enough, you know, the episodes and everything. And what was it like to, you know, be in the ring with Kurt Angle? Well, it, it went fast, I'll tell you that. TV goes, you just roll, or I just rolled. Um, great experience. Very humbling to be able to, you know, I mean, these guys, these men and women spend 5, 10, 15, 20 years, some of them, to be able to get on WWE. And, you know, the blessing I got on through Tough Enough on SmackDown, uh, to be in the ring with Kurt. You know, one of my coaches wrestled him and lost to go to the 96 Olympics by a couple points, Danny Shade. And, um, you know, I, I knew how tough he was. Uh, I, I was I, – I, I, I didn't think we, I would have gotten the chance I did, but at the end of the day, he um, – you know, he gave me a chance. He, he called me out. He looked at me. And, uh, you know, I had some fun. Went in there and showed him that I wasn't just a punk kid. I was, and, 
I was very humble. Um, and, you know, it was a, it was a hum- more humbling experience to be able to, you know, get in the ring with, with people like him. Awesome, awesome. Well, I had a very good friend that was on, I think it was the fir- first season of Broken Skull Challenge with Steve Austin. One of my good wrestling buddies uh, that I've known for years actually was in an episode of that, and we had a watch party. And, of course, when he was out there, he couldn't even tell his wife anything. He couldn't tell, like, where he was at. I mean, everything was so secretive, and, and that was a great experience for my friend, too, to be able to do something like that. Even though he didn't get to advance very far he said it was a very humbling experience for him to, you know, have gotten to work with Stone Cold Steve Austin like that. So that's pretty awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely fun, great experience. Um, built some great relationships. Dan Rodeimer, uh, amazing guy. He's running for U.S. Congress out of uh, out of Nevada right now. Um, we've built a really good relationship. Um, the Miz. He's he's done amazing in his career. So I really like that some of these people really took advantage of, you know, the publicity, the celebrity and really got behind it and, and did, you know, what they what they should have done. Awesome. Dan Peters our guest here. Uh we have uh thirty five minutes here with Dan. Um and uh if you know, if uh we have to go over, maybe we could go over a little bit, but we'll see. Uh Big Swing, what do you got for our guest? Dan Peter. And uh, see if he had knocked out uh your favorite hero. Um, well I don't think he did. I read about it, but possibly. Um, well anyways, I um I was curious as to what uh what brought you into the wrestling business? What what you know, was there anybody you looked up to that made you wanna to do it, to pursue it? Um, was it something you knew from a young age you wanted to do? Or kind of take us through your story a little bit. So when I was a kid, I didn't have much TV. So we'd go to my buddy Kyle Kingsbury's house. Uh, he's, he fought for the UFC, one of my best friends in, in, in mm-hmm. middle school and high school. And so I, I grew up, with, I, I didn't, my whole entire childhood, I didn't grow up with TV, but most of my childhood, we either had uh, a limit on, my, on, on TV or no TV at all. Um, mm-hmm. My parents believed in sports, and so I didn't grow up watching it at my house. Uh, we would watch it at Kyle's house. Um, I loved Hulk Hogan. I got to meet him after I won Tough Enough. Um, I uh, loved Steamboat. Uh, I loved Al Snow. Um, so it, it was great. And then when I was in my teens, I got to build a really good relationship with Dave Meltzer. He was uh, and is today an amazing friend. And so we used to watch whether, um, you know, Japanese wrestling fighting, uh, American. Uh, so just a big blessing. But it wasn't like something where, you know, I could really track and follow it when I was a kid. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. And... Um, you know, it, it was, it's, uh, it's a blessing to spend time. One of the guys that I enjoyed most to spend quality time with was Al Snow. And one of the quotes that he talked to me about one day and, and, and said to me is he goes, it's better to be respected than liked than liked and not respected. And I saw throughout my career of wrestling that uh, – that there were a lot of people that were maybe not authentic or honest. Um, and 
I stuck to who I was as a human. Um, I uh, was one of the guys, the only guys that I know that didn't drink, doing drugs, stayed clean, and I wouldn't go out and party. And so, you know, I got threatened a couple times by Al Snow, or not Al Snow, but Bill DeMont. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. It's a, it's a unique world. Um, it taught me a lot about myself being at, the, at that level very quickly. It also um, showed me who I could become in life. Um, people ask me today, they, they, they talk about, you know, why don't you still wrestle? And I say, hey, once in a while I will. Um, uh, you know, different places every year or two, I'll do a match. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, for me now, a bigger purpose of wrestling gave me a platform. It showed me how to inspire people. Um, and I find that, you know, the, the people that inspire me now are, you know, Nelson Mandela, um, people like Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, um, you know, and in different ways, different politicians inspire me in different ways. Um, and, and same with some of our at current athletes. Uh, and so I look at, like, how do we really – how do I utilize what I did do at WWE, those people that inspired me, um, and, and create something like that in the world for, for the next generation. That's awesome. Uh, Dan, Dan Peters, our guest here. Um, so and, uh, we have about 30 minutes here with Dan. The, the, the um, last thing I wanted, I wanted to ask, Icon, was, um, was on that, that SmackDown uh, that episode uh, where you had Angle in the Kimura lock, um, the, the – Quote from Dave Metz, uh, Meltzer. I don't know if, if you've heard it. I'm sure you have. Uh, I'm, I'm going to preface here because it's kind of long. But he says, uh, most MMA fighters would have tapped already. Angle couldn't tap for obvious reasons. The ref counted to three, even though Porter's shoulders weren't fully down trying to end the thing because the reality was Angle would have been in surgery if it had gone a few cents longer or if he had not given up the hold. So was Angle angry that you uh, – that you put him in that, and it was it was kind of I guess real per se. Let's just say this: uh, he didn't understand. People with a big ego get their ego crushed when they get mm. older and they can't perform at a at a certain level. From my experience, mm. what what happened that day was a fluke. He he did what mm. he did. I did what I did. They set the rules. They let us do what we did. At the end of the day, I've contacted him. I've asked. I would love to have him a part of making a bigger impact in this world. He doesn't want that. And whether we did a charity wrestling event, uh, whether we did, you know, uh, a storyline or something cool, whether, you know, I had him come speak to, you know, some kids and we did some really cool stuff, we could not only build something that would be amazing, but – I believe that um, it's it, everything. Um, he, he let's just say he doesn't want to do anything. It is what it is. Okay. So all I, right. Fair I, enough. Is he still pissed? Sure. Is his ego bros? You know, at the end of the day. Um, I mean, that was sixteen you know, years ago. <laughs> so I mean. Yeah, I know. It is what but, it is. Right? All right. All right. Hey, fair enough. I was just curious because, like, I, I was reading about that earlier, and I was like, huh. Was that like a work shoot thing, or what was that? And everyone's saying no, like that was as real as it could be. Like I, everyone was like shocked, and I was like, "Huh, I want to get his take on that." So, all right. 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting to see what can happen in, you know, 30 seconds if you put a couple guys that have real training in a ring, right? Yes, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dan Peters, our guest here. Uh, now, Dan, I don't know if you were aware. I'm going to ask you about this, and if you, if, you, if you haven't heard it yet, I did send you a link to it. Were you aware that um, on the uh, wrestling podcast, Something to Wrestle, uh, episode number 125, uh, or 126, I mean, they did a full episode about you. Did, were you aware of that? No, I didn't. Is it good? Well, it, it's very good. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I like I say, I sent you the link on Messenger, um, so you can click on and listen to it. Um, it they did... Uh, they they did an episode about half the episode was about you and the other half was about the hardcore title, which kind of goes nice. hand in hand. And uh, you know when I listen to that, it's like you know what I remember Dan Pewter, and I'm like, uh, now I'm not just saying this because it's you, and I know uh, our fans that are listening uh, are sick of me hearing that, but it's true. I'm not saying it's because it's you. I mean when I saw you. And we're going to go back to that in a second. But when I saw you on that episode of SmackDown, and I saw that take place, I'm like going, he just proved something. It doesn't matter who you are. If someone tells you you can't do it, you go out there and you prove to them that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back to that. Uh, take us back. We'll, we'll go back in time. November 4, 2004. The episode of SmackDown that, that – that you were on that was it was obviously taped it wasn't live obviously so tell us when you're going to that taping what are, what do they tell you uh at the beginning of the day do they tell you the day before the week before uh what kind of preparation uh went into it before you went to that taping so from what i remember now very little uh they they usually wouldn't give us much unless we need to prep for something like the tory wilson sex test or, like, where we kiss Mula and May, right? Like, that whole thing. Um, unless we had to dress up a certain way, but then they wouldn't give us any more. So, you know, it's just interesting to be able to see, um, uh, you know, what, what was, you know, how, how they set us up to think a certain way or to act or do uh, certain things. That day, we ran sprints up, like, the backside of the – um, the backside of the Coliseum, they have like this big ramp where 18 wheelers come in. And then from there, um, they fed us pasta. And I knew they were going to run us more. So obviously I'm not trying to win the pasta eating competition. I just don't, I want to, I want to, I want to stay strong. I, I have no clue how long they're going to do this for. Right. So to me, it's just a, you know, it's, it's a long game. Like, you know, most people, don't get how to play a long game, definitely in sports. Um, so my thought was stay healthy, stay good, stay on track. And then we went and ran more, uh, then we ran line. And from there, you know, people's backs were seizing up, people were throwing up. It, it was pretty crazy. From there, <clears throat> then Kurt's, mu- you know, th- then the music went, our music went on. When we got out to the ring, we were doing an up-down competition, which I smashed. If you watch me, I smashed it. And then – You did, too. You did, too. Right? Like, I mean, there, there's no competition out there. Like, I killed it. Uh, and then from yeah, there – You were still going. You were still going. Everybody else was sucking wind, and I love that. 
Oh, yeah, I was in shape. Like, this thing, these guys were going to the gym lifting heavy weights. I was in the gym doing cardio and doing functional training exercises, training like I was an MMA fighter, but a leaner MMA fighter, and I was in cardio shape. So I knew what I was doing. I had the right coaches helping me. Um, so then, 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 uh, then the you know, then, then Chris, Chris won, or they said Chris won the up-down competition, even though he was struggling if you watched that. And he was getting his ass kicked, but they, that what I heard was the referee said, get the blonde guy out. And there, were, there was Chris and there was me. So at the end of the day, it was like, what blonde guy, right? And, you know, how do, you know, so they kicked me out. They kept him in. Um, and then he wrestled Kurt, and Kurt, Kurt um, uh, broke a few of his ribs. I think it was three. And then from there, Kurt comes over and looks at everybody and really stares at me and goes, you want to, you know, you, you want to step it up? And I'll raise my hand. I'm like, heck yeah, let's, let's go. He's like, anybody want to get in? I'm like, yeah, why not? Everybody else looks like, yeah, right. And so I, <laughs> I got in and uh, that's how it went. Now, uh, now I'm kind of curious. Now, when you're, when you're, when you're backstage at SmackDown, do they like, uh, do you like show up at the building like a a couple uh, minutes before you're supposed to go on? Or are you there all day? So we got there probably midday. I think it was like I think it was around like two p.m. or something like that. Um, I don't remember the exact time, but there was a time we had to be there every single day, um, and you know, dressed up in a suit, ready to go, ready to be uh, a superstar, as they would say. <clears throat> now being backstage, uh, are you guys allowed to like kind of, uh, you know, and I, 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 I don't mean to, you know, uh, you know, like take away from other, other questions I want to ask, but we're, we're just kind of curious about when when you're backstage, are you like, are you like free to roam back there? Or do you have to like stay in a certain area? Do you have to like stay in a restroom until you come out? What 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 kind of instruction are you given, or what is your free? They had us in different areas. We got our own locker at one point. They messed with us with taking us into the boys' locker in the beginning, um, you know, and, 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 you know, doing the whole big show deal. Um, there was a little more flexibility later on, um, but, but mainly we had our own locker for most of it. So now winning, winning tough enough, you know, uh, and then going on to uh, – you know, getting the WWE contract that, you know, that's, that's what you were, uh, that's what the contest was to win. And you obviously won, um, the, uh, the, the contract did, uh, did you have any other, uh, negotiations after that? Uh, or did they say, uh, okay, you're with us for a year or, uh, you won the contract, but if this or this doesn't pan out, that, how did that work out? What do they tell you? So it was like the, the I didn't know that there could have been flexibility on the contract. I guess I should have, uh, you know, got a lawyer and pushed it a little bit. Um, but my lawyer was like, "Yeah, just go with it." Um, he wasn't that good. Let's put it that way. Uh, you know, and, and it, it, it was uh, you know just interesting to see. Um, but you know, it was, it was it was a good. Let's just say this: it was a great learning experience at a young age. And I'm super blessed because if I wouldn't have had that, I've seen people get into 
challenges and bigger issues um, because they, you know, didn't have the right protection later in life when things were more serious versus earlier in my 20s. Um, you know, I, I read, you know, this last month I read, you know, 100 pages of contracts for, for the business and, you know, I go through it with my attorney and everything else, but at the end of the day, it's, it's still a lot to, you know, comprehend and understand in the legal world. And, and WWE really started me off with understanding that so that I could, I could grow. So, uh, you know, it was, it was great. Now, do you have uh, any? Um, do, you, do you have any uh, wanting to go back and do it, or is that just uh, in the rearview mirror? Um, no, at this point, I wouldn't go back. Uh, I, I love what I'm doing. Um, my uh, fiance is pregnant with uh, our our son, and so it's you know there's things like that that. Um, you know, my, my attention is in different places these days. I absolutely loved it. It was great. Um, I'm influencing, you know, thousands. I'm impacting thousands of people every year with what I'm doing. Um, I just got a contract, for instance, through uh, Office of National Drug Control Policy through the White House. And uh, we've been teaching cops how to love themselves uh, for the last 10 years. But now we're actually getting contracts to – transform culture and policy, uh, more culture side of it, but that will transform the policy long-term of law enforcement. Um, it, it's just interesting, you know, a lot of people don't hear about it in the media, right? And, and things are really happening. I, you know, we're really doing some amazing things, so I'm, I'm excited to see what's possible. Well, you know, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you'd be willing to tell, but how, uh, when do, you, uh, do you know exactly when or around what time you'll become daddy? Uh, November. November. I'm excited, guys. You know, how, how does this name sound? Icon Pewter. <laughs> Icon. Ooh, that's pretty cool. I'll pitch that one. Um, All right. I like it. I think his middle name will be my middle name, which is Conrad. Um, but we're looking for a first name. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk to Deanna about that one. I see P. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? I see P. Anyway. All right, uh, and if you're free to use my name, uh, whether it be derogatory or whatever, I don't care, because I love you. Yeah, uh, so love we have uh, Dan Peters, our guest here. Uh, we have uh, 17 minutes here left. So now, what you're doing now, is, are these classes that you teach, or are, are they just for law enforcement, or uh, is it like uh, like to become a law enforcement agent? Uh, kind of take us through uh, what you are doing now. Yeah, so I'm a deputy sheriff reserve. I do I do a reserve program, um, which means I went through the academy, uh, the reserve academy, and and now I do some duty time. Um, more most of it is community based uh, impact stuff. But I get in the car. We 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 do give tickets. We have gone to accident sites. We've done felony. I've done felony arrests, which are pretty crazy. Um, there's a lot of hurting people out there, um, and there's a lot going on in communities that need to need to get helped and. And so I took that, but the last 10, and I've been doing that for the last couple of years. I'm in, I'm in the second year right now. Um, and for the last 10 years, we've been doing mentorship, coaching, training with a twist of emotional uh, intelligence and belief intelligence. So we help people see perspective because a lot of time, law enforcement and educators. So we do three different main markets, law enforcement, military, and educators. 
And the reason why I picked those three is because the military protects us internationally. So I love helping them create and understand their purpose uh, after war and when they come back. Uh, we've worked in veterans court systems. Um, we have some amazing people who've helped transform their lives uh, with our university course or our mentorship course. And then law enforcement, because they don't get as much training as they need. Uh, people say defund the police. I think that's crazy. Uh, we need to build in a better, um, more robust uh, wraparound academy. We need to have them have more mental health because these men and women that serve us around the country and internationally in different countries, they see all the pain and hurt. They see little babies being raped, killed. They see like the worst of the worst. I'll give you an example. In one of the schools I was at, um, a couple of the kids said, one of the kids said, my father beat me so bad he broke his foot on my face. And another kid said, uh, my dad died two years ago of AIDS and he raped me. Oh, so no. Think about, really? think, about, think about cops, law enforcement, and educators seeing this kind of stuff every day. Think about them being only... Uh, they're in the community, and they're working with the most hurt, angry, pissed-off, violent um, people. And at the end of the day, a lot of this is just from past experiences. Like, hurt people hurt people. And so what we've done is we've created a, uh, a white, red, and black belt, which I call it, three levels. Um, and it's our emotional and belief intelligence leadership training. And I'm telling you, people, I mean, I have some videos on Instagram and, and stuff like that. We've put out some stuff. They, it gives them perspective. It adds a ton of value to their life. It, it shows them it, – it gives them more hope to keep going and do amazing work in the community and um, adds a lot of value. And then for educators, we're partnering law enforcement with educators. Obviously, there's a lot of school resource officers in schools these days, but we're working with them to bring in more pr free programming paid for by the White House through the Office on National Drug Control Policy. And I'm just really excited. Actually, we heard about it today, got signed off, um, and uh, we got the big contract today. So I get to be in 16 states this year, and our goal is 33 next year and then 50 the following year. And, and this is going to transform and add a ton of value to communities with law enforcement mentoring kids, uh, building kids, helping them see their vision, um, and really pulling them out of some tough spots and helping solve some problems. Well, Dan, I know that uh... – uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, your plan is to go to all 50 states. Well, I'll tell you what, whenever you're in North Dakota, I want you to let me know because I, uh, I, uh, I would love to come watch you speak. And I'm sure uh, Granny out in uh, Arkansas and uh, Big Swing out there in New York, they, they would love to come watch you too as well. Hey, I'll be back. I'll be, who's in Arkansas? Granny is. I'll be there. I'll be in St. Francis County or Forest City at the end of this month. So y'all around, let me know. Granny, you still there? I just it says she accepted. Oh, her, she's here. on. Okay, I was gonna say her number. Nice. I just got accepted to. I start my SWAT training at the end of this month, so they're putting me on the. Uh, we have like a part-time SWAT team, so they're pulling in different agencies to come together. So I'm really excited about that. <clears throat> Well, you know, I, I'm kind of curious, you know, because, you know, I myself, uh, because I'm, I'm a big wrestling fan, and uh, I'm like I said, I'm not saying it because you, I'm a big Dan Peter fan, uh, and I have been since I saw you on Tough Enough, but, you know, 
what would you do if uh, you know you mentioned that you know you're you're in the you're, you know you're a police officer? What would you do if someone said you you went up to their window to give them a ticket and they say, "Oh my God, you're Dan Pewter! I saw you on WWE." What would you do? Would you give them just a warning or say, "Okay, here here's twenty five dollar fine"? <laughs> so 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 here here's what we do. If people are going ridiculously over the speed limit, over 10, 15 miles an hour, it, usually it's over 10, we pull them over. Um, if it's five over, eh, you know, not really. Um, if it's 20 to 30 over, like you're going to get a ticket for sure. So it just depends on, you know, you know your, your, your past experience. Um, have you been pulled over every single week? Um, do you have, uh, you know, do you have something on, on your record? Do you have a warrant out for your arrest? Do you, you know, so we look at all of that. Um, if somebody, if somebody said hi to me, they were excited to, 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 to meet me or, or, or yeah, I, I would be very honored. And at the same time, um, I've sworn a duty to protect and serve and add value to the community. So my biggest thing is, is I want people to live and I want them to go over the speed limit and die or kill somebody. And adding value to the community is a big thing. So um, some people we pulled over, they're very nice. Some people, they're not so nice. Um, and usually the more polite, the more yes, sir, no, sir, just like I say yes, sir, yes, ma'am, you know, and, and my thing is to add value to people and be kind and respectful. Um, so uh, it all depends, and it depends on what my captain says too because I roll with him everywhere, Eddie Adamson. So he's been a blessing in my life. Now, uh, Dan, I'll understand if you don't want to uh, answer this next question, but I'm going to answer it because, you know, I, I am starting to be a journalist. So, uh, Now, uh, I'm in North Dakota, and uh, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, what happened with uh, uh, Floyd, uh, Mr. Floyd uh, in Minneapolis, which is about four hours from where I'm from. Uh, do you have an opinion on that? Uh, and if you don't want to um, express, I'll understand, but... I have to ask anyway. What was your thought on what happened there? And so could that have been my, my opinion, professionally and personally, uh, as law enforcement and/or just you know as a community leader, is it, we don't. Let's just say this: as law enforcement, we don't train to do that. We train to treat people respectfully. We train to uh, take care of somebody, no matter if they're angry, hurt, pissed off. We take care of them to the best of our ability. We want to make sure that they they're they come back after something happens, whether they spend, you know, an hour in, in a cell or they get booked and let go or whatever it is for whatever they did. We want to make sure that they become uh, the best version of themselves long term and they, they become a better human through the experience. Um, we, in that situation, would have um, whatever was going on we would have just put handcuffs on them. That's the regulation. And we'd sit them in the back of the vehicle. Um, so our whole thing about putting somebody, you know, a knee on somebody's neck for that long is absolutely absurd. We wouldn't have done it. It does not make sense whatsoever. Um, and, you know, I mean, and, and there's other stuff, you know, that's going on deeper. So I don't believe in what he did. Um, uh, for instance, my kid is going, you know, my, my fiance is, is Cuban, Portuguese, black. And so our kid is going to be, you know, a, a, you know, you know, darker color, you know, mixed kid. Right. And at the end of the day, I'm working hard to make this world a better world. Um, and myself, just to let you know, before I was law enforcement or when I am, 
um, I'm very respectful to people. And people get angry when cops say, sit down, let me talk to you, get out of your car. Here's the thing. It's better to, um, to be respectful than it is to get locked up and go to jail. And mm-hmm. if you're respectful, I've had cops pull me over in the past, going a little bit fast. And I remember this one time, the cop unbuckled his gun um, in South Florida and he was on edge. And I kept my hands on the steering wheel. I said, yes, sir. No, sir. Um, I, had, I had a steel weapon in the car. I have it legally with a permit. Um, and at the end of the day, I told him where it was. He didn't like that. He got nervous. I said, here's the thing. If you want me to get out of the car, I'll get out of the car. You tell me what you want me to do. Uh, I'm going to be very respectful, and I'm going to do what you ask. So my thing is, is it doesn't matter if somebody resists arrest. You, 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 put them, you put them in a position where you always take care of the other human, and you make sure that he's safe, you're safe, and other people around are safe. But you see, unfortunately, nowadays, um, it's the it's the social media era, and you know, uh, I don't know if this has happened to you, but um, you know, you pull somebody over, you go up to their car. It could be just a standard traffic stop, whatever it may be, and they've got their phone out and they're recording you, and you know, every single thing you do, they'll resist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll make themselves look like an ass. Uh, on the on the film, you know, but but if you lose your cool just the tiniest tiniest bit, it's you know you get blasted on social media nationally, and it's one of those things where you know it, it's got to be hard to be a cop right now with everyone just having a phone in your face at all times, scrutiny. I mean, you can't breathe the wrong way, and and you're viewed as as you know a subpar human being on social media. It's really kind of a a uh, hard time, I'd imagine, to be in law enforcement. So he, here's my thought. I want the phone on. Two reasons. You want it on? Okay. Body, I want it on because this thing, I'm a good human. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, what are you going to do? Like, tell me to go F off, get pissed off. Like, I've had people on social media since I was in WWE talking smack, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I just, I, somebody talked smack on my, on my YouTube a month or two ago couple people actually mm-hmm. over the last couple months and I, I just responded I go hurt people hurt people if you want to say something negative you can do that if you want to know who I really am as a human you can ask at the end of the day mm-hmm. um, you know this is who I am and people 100% of the people have turned their attitude around said one guy actually it was funny it's still on there it's on one of my videos he, he, he apologized he goes you know what I was just I was just you know, you know messing around I was trying to get a rise out of you Basically, and I'm like, okay, it is what it is. Like, you know, I mean, this thing, that's how I approach people in person. You know, I smile a lot. I thank people for who they are. I welcome them to, you know, definitely when we're, when we're pulling people over. You know, the, the biggest thing is, is people don't know that if you go, let's say, five miles over the speed limit, the mm. state in Arkansas, and, and I'm, I'm a law enforcement in Arkansas, St. Francis County, right? The state mm. knows there's a number. It says if you go from, let's say, 65 to 70, there's a – and I don't have the numbers. There's a higher percentage of an accident. When you go sure. from 70 to 75, there's even a higher percent. When you go from 75 to 85, there's even a higher percent. So they know, and that's why they actually contracted us 
in Forest City because they know that more people are dying. Mm. What the state wants to do is not give people tickets. What they want to do is they want to make sure people are safe. And so people look at it as, oh, it's, you know, you know, I, you pulled me over, you gave me a ticket. Well, it's super simple to go the speed limit. And if you plan your day out, you plan your life out, you can, you know, if you're going a few miles over the speed limit, most likely you're not going to get pulled over. But if you're, if we've had people go over 100 miles an hour, we, we will get you. You know, you're endangering mm. other people's lives. And if you kill somebody else, guess what? You're going to prison. So mm. that's the last thing we want. That's the last thing you want. So we, we help people understand the reasoning behind what we do. And I think it, it breaks it down a little bit more simple when we, when we explain that because then people have a little more empathy because they don't want to kill somebody. They don't want to hurt somebody. Nice. Uh, Dan Buse, our guest here. We got we got a few minutes here left with Dan. Um, real quick, I'll, I'll I'll let you do this, and I'm going to ask you one other question. Uh, you can give our, our listeners some tips. Uh, if our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a a, a GoFundMe, uh, you got a, a a segment on the TV show Cops. What do you got? <laughs> No, we don't have a segment on cops yet. We are filming my SWAT training, which is going to be super fun. I'll let you guys know when we have that out. Um, we have um, – uh, I got a Facebook. I got Instagram. Uh, I got LinkedIn. You want to you really connect with me, go to LinkedIn, add me on there. Um, a lot of really you know, good things LinkedIn is bringing to the table. Um, go to my website, danielpeter.com. Check out Significant Three Success Podcast. We do it every Tuesday. I just had my 100th podcast with my fiance, so I'm super excited. Uh, Deanna Pinto. Um, so, yeah, everything's rocking and rolling. You know, changing the lives, having fun. And, uh, Dan, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll understand also if you turn me down on this, but. Uh, if I were to uh, send you uh, an address on message, do you think you might be willing to send us some autographs for some giveaways? Bro, I would love that. Send me an address, and, and uh, i got a couple books I'll send you. Awesome. And then real quick here, before we let you go, uh, this is kind of a, an FYI for our listeners. What would the best thing a person would do if they get pulled over, get, kind of give us a tip on uh, how they should act and what they should do, uh, to prevent any bad stuff from happening? I, I love this question, so I appreciate you guys bringing it up. Uh, number one thing uh, even I do today um, is I would put my hand, I would roll down the window, and I would put my hands on the steering wheel, or if I was in the passenger seat, I'd put one arm on the window where the window's at when it's rolled down, and I would put one arm, whether either touching my knee or um, – Touching the front of the car where the where the um, uh, where where the where the dashboard is, make your hands very visible. Uh, second thing is yes sir no sir don't lie be very authentic. If you're gonna if you're if you're speeding and they go do you know and you're going 20 miles over the speed limit and you 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 know you were speeding just admit it and be honest and. You know, if you lie and you're, you know, this thing, we've asked people for their driver's license. They don't, they, their driver's license uh, is, um, is, is suspended um, or, or, or whatever's going on 
at the end of the day, we say, hey, do you have a driver's license? You know, do you have any problems with it? They're like, no, I don't have any problems, but, on, but they know there's a problem. So at the end of the day, we can see all that stuff. So just be honest with people. Um, just be honest with the cops. Uh, and just, just be the best human possible. And, um, and uh, don't speed. Like, like take care of people in your community. You know? and, and if you did think, if, if at some point you have mental health challenges, something goes on, you're angry, you're pissed off, Dude, go go and see go and see uh, a psychiatrist, psychologist. Go and see a coach. Go get a mentor. Like add some value to your life. Don't take out your pain and and anger out on other people. Um, you're just it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not a good thing in life. You know don't don't do it. Just 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 go get some help. Ask, ask like let your ego ask for some support in life. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Dan, we want to thank you for being with us on uh, on tonight. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, we we uh, didn't upset you or anything with our questions. And hopefully you'd be willing to join us again at some point. Uh, we loved having you on tonight. You are awesome. And uh, I uh, do want to thank you for uh, having you be one of my uh, wrestling heroes in the business. I do appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. I would be blessed to come on again. So thank you for everything. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Daniel Puder, everybody. That was that was actually pretty uh pretty cool. Learned a lot of cool new things. Yeah. There you go, guys. The icon brings it again, doesn't he? No, as usual, icon has yet to fail us, uh, in terms of the delivery department. So um, but yes, a lot to talk about. Um, we'll actually leave a. Um, I'm gonna leave something up on the Facebook page regarding uh, 71-year-old Ric Flair um, and the incident that ended off Raw uh, tonight uh, with Randy Orton and the punt to the head. Did they go too far, having it be old man Ric Flair who already has health issues? Well, I'm gonna let you guys decide on that. Uh, Granny Hoekster, Icon, the Big Swing. It's another week. We're already in August. Already almost mid-August, and uh, we're booked through the new year. So we'll see you guys again next week. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.